Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read you the entire Bible in one year based on the weekly Torah portions. I'm Harriet, your reader, today. Today we have Monday the 24th of October or the 29th of Tishrei on the Hebrew calendar. And the parasha this week is called Noah or Noah. The scripture reading from the Torah will be Genesis or Bereshit, chapter 7, verses 1 through 16. Before we start reading the scriptures, please join me in blessing and thanking the Lord for giving us his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. Then the Lord said to Noah, Come with all your household into the ark, for I have seen your righteousness before me in this generation. You shall take seven pairs of every clean animal with you, the male and his female. Of the animals that are not clean, take two, the male and his female. Also of the birds of the sky, seven and seven, male and female, to keep seed alive on the surface of all the earth. In seven days I will cause it to rain on the earth for forty days and forty nights, and I will destroy every living thing that I have made from the surface of the ground. And Noah did everything the Lord commanded him. Noah was six hundred years old when the flood of waters came on the earth. Noah went into the ark with his sons, his wife, and his sons' wives because of the flood waters. Of clean animals, unclean animals, birds, and everything that creeps on the ground, went by pairs to Noah into the ark, male and female, as God commanded Noah. After the seven days, the flood waters came on the earth. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, on the 17th day of the month, on that day all the fountains of the great deep burst open, and the windows of heaven were opened. It rained on the earth forty days and forty nights. In the same day, Noah and Shem, Ham, and Japheth, the sons of Noah, and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons with them entered into the ark, they and every animal after its kind, all the livestock after their kind, every creeping live thing that creeps on the earth after its kind, and every bird after its kind, every bird of every sort. Pairs from all flesh with the breath of life in them went into the ark of Noah. Those who went in, went in male and female of all flesh, as God commanded him. Then the Lord shut him in. That was Genesis 7, 1 through 16. Our portion from the prophets is today 
the book of Joshua or Yehoshua, chapter 9. When all the kings who were beyond the Jordan in the hill country and in the lowland and on all the shore of the great sea in front of Lebanon, the Hittite, the Amorite, the Canaanite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite, heard of it, they gathered themselves together to fight with Joshua and with Israel with one accord. But when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and to Ai, they also resorted to a ruse and went and made it as if they had been ambassadors and took old sacks on their donkeys and old torn-up and bound-up wineskins and old and patched sandals on their feet and they wore old garments. All the bread of their food supply was dry and moldy. They went to Joshua at the camp at Gilgal and said to him and to the men of Israel, We have come from a far country. Now therefore make a covenant with us. The men of Israel said to the Hivites, What if you live among us? How could we make a covenant with you? They said to Joshua, We are your servants. Yeshua said to them, Who are you? Where do you come from? They said to him, Your servants have come from a very far country because of the name of the Lord your God, for we have heard of his fame, all that he did in Mitzrayim, and all that he did to the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Yarden, to Sihon, king of Heshbon, and to Og, king of Bashan, who was at Ashtaroth. Our elders and all the inhabitants of our country spoke to us, saying, Take supplies in your hand for the journey and go to meet them. Tell them, We are your servants. Now make a covenant with us. This our bread we took hot for our supplies out of our houses on the day we went out to go to you. But now, behold, it is dry and has become moldy. These wineskins which we filled were new, and behold, they are torn. These are garments, and our sandals have become old because of the very long journey. The men sampled their provisions and did not ask counsel from the mouth of the Lord. Yeshua made peace with them and made a covenant with them to let them live. The princes of the congregation swore to them. At the end of three days, after they had made a covenant with them, they heard that they were their neighbors and that they lived among them. The sons of Israel traveled and came to their cities on the third day. Now their cities were Gibeon, Chephirah, Beirot, and Kiryat Yarim. The sons of Israel did not strike them, because the princes of the congregation had sworn to them by the Lord, the God of Israel. All the congregation murmured against the princes, but all the princes said to all the congregation, We have sworn to them by the Lord, the God of Israel. Now therefore we may not touch them. We will do this to them and let them live, lest wrath be on us because of the oath which we swore to them.
And the princes said to them, let them live. So they became woodcutters and drawers of water for all the congregation, as the princes had spoken to them. Yeshua called for them, and he spoke to them, saying, Why have you deceived us, saying, We are very far from you when you live among us? Now therefore you are cursed, and some of you will never fail to be slaves, both woodcutters and drawers of water for the house of my God. So they answered Yoshua and said, Because your servants were certainly told how the Lord your God commanded his servant Moshe to give you all the land and to destroy all the inhabitants of the land from before you. Therefore we were very afraid for our lives because of you and have done this thing. Now behold, we are in your hand. Do to us as it seems good and right to you to do. So he did to them and delivered them out of the hand of the sons of Israel so that they did not kill them. And that day Yoshua made them woodcutters and drawers of water for the congregation and for the altar of the Lord to this day in the place which he should choose. That was Joshua chapter 9. And for our portion from the writings, we will now read Psalm 8. For the chief musician on an instrument of God, a psalm by David. Lord our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. From the lips of babes and infants you have established strength because of your adversaries, that you might silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is the man that you think of him? What is the son of man that you care for him? For you have made him little less than the angels and crowned him with glory and majesty. You make him ruler over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and cattle. Yes, and the animals of the field, the birds of the sky, the fish of the sea, and whatever passes through the paths of the sea. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. That was Psalm 8. And now we have arrived at our final portion for today from the Apostolic Writings. And we will read Matthew or Matityahu chapter 6. Be careful that you do not do your tzedaka before men to be seen by them or else you have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Therefore, when you do staka, do not sound a trumpet before yourself, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may get glory from men. Amen, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you do staka, do not let your left hand know what your right hand does, 
so that your tzedakah may be in secret. Then your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. When you pray, you shall not be as the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Amen, I tell you, they have received their reward. But you, when you pray, enter into your inner room, and having shut your door, pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetition, as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their much speaking. Therefore do not be like them, for your Father knows what things you need before you ask Him. Pray like this, Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. Bring us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with sad faces, for they disfigure their faces that they may be seen by men to be fasting. Amen, I tell you, they have received their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you are not seen by men to be fasting, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not lay up treasures for yourselves on the earth, where moth and rust consume, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consume, and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is sound, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is evil, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness! No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious for your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, not for your body what you will wear. Is not life more than food? and the body more than clothing? See the birds of the sky, that they do not sow, 
neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of much more value than they? Which of you, by being anxious, can add one cubit to his lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They do not toil, neither do they spin. Yet I tell you that even Solomon, in all his glory, was not dressed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today exists, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? Or with what shall we be clothed? For the Gentiles seek after all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not be anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own evil. That was Matthew chapter 6. If you are reading through the Apostolic Writings twice this year, you would also read 1 Peter chapter 1 today. This is Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom from Israel. Until next time. Thank you.